the studios of Onstage Blog, this is the Box Office Preview Podcast. I am your host, Greg Earhart, contributor to Onstage Blog and On Screen. Joining me today, my co-host, he works in the word fantabulous into all of his film reviews. It's On Screen Chief Film Critic, Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? I'm good. I actually do that by like doing random letters that are capitalized throughout all of my reviews. <laughs> Right. So you have to really search for it. Right, right, right. And uh, and also joining us today, our very special guest, Play- Playbill and, and Broadway World refer to him as the clown prince of theater blogging. <laughs> it's, a, it's onstage blog editor-in-chief, Christopher Peterson. Chris, welcome. How are you? That's about 80% accurate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say that I, I am friends with the guy from from Broadway world. So they don't, they don't treat me too badly, but uh, yeah, yeah, no playbill can suck it. So (laughs) you hear that Rob, you can suck it (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Well, we have, so it it took about 30 minutes. The last time you were on for it to go off the rails, we're already off the rails about, you know, 60 seconds in, Um, but we have a we have a very special episode here. We are uh, we are doing the world famous uh, Oscar King uh, picks, where Ken, Chris, and I pick. Uh, we will pick winners for all the categories for the Academy Awards coming up uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, but we're also going to do a little uh, little box office preview episode where we're going to preview. I'm just going to call it the Harley Quinn movie. I don't feel like calling it the. Uh, the official title, but uh, the, say the official full name. I will say it once, but I'm just calling it the Harley Quinn the Harley Quinn movie. It is called Birds of Prey, and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. We're gonna get into that title uh, a little bit later uh, in the episode. So we're gonna preview it. We're gonna do see don't see. We'll do some bonus questions. We're gonna make some box office and Rotten Tomato predictions, and then uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna make our all of our picks uh, for the 92nd uh, annual Academy Awards. But let's get to Harley Quinn. Um, so some interesting storylines uh, for this movie coming out. It's really the first. Uh, we should talk about, maybe, we might save bad boys talk for maybe the next episode we do. Uh, I'm, co- I'm considering this the first real major release of the year. Uh, I'm sure all the bad boys fans will, you know, will at me on Twitter, go ahead, find whatever. Um, but so... We're back with Harley Quinn as Margot Robbie. Uh, Margot Robbie is coming in, coming in pretty red hot. I have to say, she's had a, had a, had was in Once Upon a Time in America. Now I keep my gosh, I keep saying Once Upon a Time in America. <laughs> she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and got nominated for a Best Supporting Actress in Bombshell. And so she's coming back with a very popular character. She was one of the sh- true shining stars. If there were any in, uh, in the suicide squad movie and guys, we'll start with Ken. What's what's, where's your, uh, I guess we'll just start playing. What's your opinion of Margot Robbie heading, heading in here and given her latest, her latest work. Oh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I, I, we've had a few movies of hers in the last year, I believe where we've done see don't see and uh she's come up and i'm pretty sure i've been a consistent three uh with her mm-hmm. on in those categories so right yeah, no no change yeah and so it's a little bit so obviously so we just mentioned the last couple pieces of work which are m- much more of the serious fair and 
she's coming into what is just frankly a bonkers role as, as Harley Quinn. And it's not only she's not doing it as a supported character, but she's doing it as the, the, the lead star, basically. Chris, where do you stand on Margot Robbie doing a role like this compared with what we've seen from her more serious work in the past? Well, I think, you know, with someone of her clout, so to speak, um, I think just like we've seen, you know, really good actors take on, you know, for instance, the Joker role or some of these other villains, um, she, she can, she's got the ability to add a different dimension to these characters. Um, I think Harley Quinn, there's a lot of potential to really kind of get inside her head because she truly is a damaged character for a lot of reasons. Um, and I think you need to have a strong actress portray that, I, you know, and I think, I think she's that, I think she's one of those rare actresses that really can, uh, take on something like this and, and really make it what fans want it to be. So there you go. So I'm going to ask you a bit of a more pointed question. Uh, do we, do you want to see her do roles like this or do you want to see her do more roles like once upon a time in Hollywood or bombshell, uh, those kind of things? You know, or do, I'm or at, is all the good or, or is this all the, you good know, I, I gotta be honest. I'm one of those fans where I'm like, if she's doing something, I'm, I'm interested. I'm most likely going to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe not like day one I'm there, but most I, I'll get to it eventually, like I did with Bombshell. Um, and yeah, like there's, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. The only thing I don't want to see her in is like a dopey, you know, romantic comedy, like oh. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Like, I feel like that's kind of beneath her. <laughs> but like, so you know, not like last Christmas. So you don't want to see her <clears> with Henry. No, I, I, I don't want to see her in that. I don't want to see her in, you know, like a Kate Hudson esque like type of romantic comedy where she plays, you know, basically an idiot who falls in love. But like, cause I just think she's better than that. So uh, as are, I think 90% of the women working in Hollywood, but that's, that's just my opinion. But yeah, no, other than that, you want to put you want to build an action franchise around her. Uh, you want to put her in a horror, you know, insidious type of movie. You want to put her in a, you know, I mean, she's already done a voice for animated characters, so you could do that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in. I'm. I'm. I'm I mean, all in. Yeah, I, I, she's shown a lot of diversity in, in in the roles she's done over the last few years. Like she did, she was Tanya Harding. She was, uh, she was uh, in Legend of Tarzan, which wasn't great, but still a little different. Uh, obviously, Focus and Wolf of Wall Street. Um, she even Queen Elizabeth playing opposite. Uh, Sia Sharonin, uh, Greg's favorite actress. Um, <laughs> so, and, and again, like she's you know Harley Quinn, obviously. So she's got like a, like a wide range of of things that she's able to pull off, and and uh, yeah, like I'm all for it. Okay, so you're all for it. Um, I'm I'm not thrilled she's kind of doing this. I, I mean, I'm I think she's a really high ceiling as an actress and I think if she gets bogged down in franchise territory with potentially Suicide Squad broadly and even Harley Quinn narrowly I think it takes her away from projects where we sh- she where she could really shine. Yeah, I, but that, it hasn't really yet though. She's done that and she's been able to to do other stuff too. Well, but but so what is she not doing instead of doing this would be my question. So okay. is she, you know, that that's she can't obviously can't film five movies at the same time while she's doing this. She's not doing potentially another project. So especially, you know, I, we'll we'll get to Harley Quinn's specific thoughts a little bit later and whether she's going to work as a lead character, but she's obviously 
very young actress. She already has her own production studio, so she can. She's already kind of at a point where she kind of pick and choose her roles, which is pretty remarkable uh, for an actress of her stage. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. Um, so I probably shouldn't point out that uh, IMDb lists uh, three more Harley Quinn related titles on the horizon for her. Well, <laughs> right. And well, and she's going to be Barbie too, which I mean, yep. we'll see. I, boy, I, I mean, I don't know. I, but it's, I, it's bar, it's Barbie directed by Greta Gerwig. So no, I swear to God, is it really Oh my like God. it's a Greta Gerwig movie. So, <laughs> and it's written by Noah Baumbach. I don't know. Is this, fake? Stop I don't it. know. Stop it. Is this, this, this might be fake. I don't this is some elaborate ruse. If you if you click fake on the title and I will be saying it, you're, this is crazy. I can't believe this. Is that is that fake? That's <laughs> that's got to be. I mean, it's there's no date attached to this. Not being perfect enough and stuff. It's, that, it, can't that can't be real. <laughs> hey, look. I oh guess I God. wanted Greta Gerwig to step up to the plate. I guess this is, this is a way to do it. Um. <laughs> there's, I, I I don't see Noah Baumbach ever writing that screenplay. <laughs> This would be the greatest movie ever if that's true. I, I, so. Saoirse Ronan must have turned this down first, I guess. Oh, no, she'll be, a... in there. She'll, <laughs> wow. be in there she'll be in there somewhere. <laughs> right. Right. So now, I'll, I'll be the first to say that I think Birds of Prey is, a, is, is not a necessary movie. I don't think any of these spinoff from Suicide Squad, which was a below-average film <laughs> uh, that just happened to sell well overseas, and then mm. therefore let's make... Let's turn it into a franchise. Now, I think James Gunn has the possibility to turn it around because it's it's James freaking Gunn. But like, um, yeah, it's just unnecessary. And it, I'm just like, I'm not excited for Birds of Prey. I'll see it eventually, okay. but I'm not excited. Yep. So we're jumping into. So you're jumping right into the second storyline, which is good. Good transition. Um, is Harley Quinn by herself without the Joker a viable franchise character? Ken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that one. I mean, Margot Robbie might have the um, cachet to, you know, turn people out. Um, I think that remains to be seen, though. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure that she's the kind of character that I want to, you know, put five movies around, uh, build around, uh, going by her IMDb page. Chris. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I was not you know, waiting on bated breath for a black canary movie or um, I will, I won't lie. And even like, even uh, Ewan McGregor as black mask doesn't make sense to me casting wise. I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, I'm a huge Batman fan. So like, I, I like the fact that black mask is finally in a movie, but like, uh, I'm just, yeah, there's, I I've seen all, every trailer for this movie. I'm like, meh. Um, it, it just to me is another example of how the DC universe has no idea what they're doing. They have I would, no yeah. plan. I would say the best um, like outcome for this movie would be for it to be the Guardians of the Galaxy equivalent for for DC Comics. Mm-hmm. You know, just it, like it feels like like Birds of Prey. It doesn't have like the same kind of like. Uh, um, presence among fans and moviegoers is like you know mainstream like batman superman and and obviously but uh i think the same was true for guardians of the galaxy it was a little bit of a gamble uh for for marvel so that would i think that's the best case scenario yeah so i want to bring this back to harley quinn just a little bit we can talk about suicide squad as well but I, i want to get back to her again i think she really worked 
she was again like I think the only thing that worked in Suicide Squad because again it was she was paired with Joker and really you know Joker is an agent of chaos but when she's involved now he's even more dangerous when you know he has something personal to fight for but Harley Quinn by herself with that really with that really thick accent and all of her quirks I, I I'm I have a feeling if I watch this, I'm going to be super annoyed <laughs> by it after about an hour. Like, I don't know if that character, I think the character is going to be, I'm just to be frank, I think the character is too annoying to kind of hold hold its own over the course of two hours. Um, I might be alone in that, but that's, but that's, but that's okay. Uh, do you guys agree? No? Yes? Well, am, I I lo- think... am I alone on Annoying Island with Harley Quinn? I, not entirely. <laughs> I, th- I could see that wearing thin fairly quickly. Um, but I, I would say this is a, kind of along the lines of uh, Suicide Squad, a little bit of an ensemble like movie with with the the rest of the uh, female characters there. Right. So it's it's not just, and I'm I'm sure I understand. Harley Quinn is going to be like front and center, like she kind of was with Suicide Squad. She was kind of like the de facto like lead for that movie. Yeah. Um, but they'll be de- they'll definitely be like sharing of the ball. So to speak, uh, with the, with this movie, like there was with the the previous one. Okay, okay. So you don't think so? You don't think if this movie does well, this I guess the Suicide Squad is just going to be totally dependent on James on James Gunn's adaptation. Yeah. No matter what happens, with I would I would say depending the success the success of this movie may alter the plans uh, for future Harley Quinn movies mm. going forward. So I gotta say, so Chris, you brought up Ewan Ewan McGregor, and mm-hmm. so I, and I'm speaking as someone I I had no idea who the Black Mask was before I saw the trailer. I'm personally just excited to see Ewan McGregor in a villain role. I I can't remember if he's done a villain role before, um, and he looks like he's hamming it up pretty good. I think he could have some. I think there could be a lot of fun just seeing him. You know, not really trying to be too particularly serious and just you know twirl the mustache a little bit. Um, so I'm sort of in the pro camp. Uh, for you and McGregor as Black Hand, Ken, tiebreaker. Yeah, no, I, I'm. I, I like to see him let loose every once in a while. All right, Chris, you've been outvoted. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I just uh, like, yeah, I, I, I think he's just. I think they're putting this character in the wrong movie. That's 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 all I feel about. Okay. Wasting it. Any other thoughts before we get to see don't see? No. All right. Okay. See, so don't see for those of us joining for the first time. Uh, we, I will ask Ken and Chris and myself uh, to rate their interest in the movie based on particular actors, directors, actresses, plot elements, trailer elements. They're going to score their interest from negative three to positive three. A positive three indicates that they will be all in on the movie just based off of that factor alone. Negative three means <clears throat> they are all they are avoiding this movie as actively as possible based on that plot element or actress or actor or story element uh, by itself. Uh, I have seven categories. Are you ready? Yes. We already, we already talked to, uh, about her. Margot Robbie, see or don't see? Am I going first? Uh, yes. Okay. Ken, well, as, as I said before, earlier in the pod and on the previous episodes of the pod, I, I'm a, a full-throated three. Chris? I, I am as well. Full-throated three. Three threes all around. Okay. Uh, all you know about the movie is it features Harley, the character of Harley Quinn. You don't know who's act, act, acting as her. You just know it features the character of Harley Quinn. 
C mm. or dead sea? Uh, I'll say a yeah. one on that one. Okay. Um, I, I kind of I, I find the character slightly entertaining, but like I I think I'm probably along the same lines as you, Greg. Like if it's too much, then it could wear thin fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Chris, uh, I would say the same. I'm I'm a one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am three ones. Three ones all around. Okay, we're we're in lockstep so far. You and McGregor playing a villain. That's all you know about the movie. You don't know anything else. You just know that you mm. and McGregor is playing the villain. See or don't see. Ken. Mm, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll go with a two on that one. Mm. Um, there's not a whole lot of roles, but uh, I think he's done it a couple of times, and I, I think I liked it. Chris. Uh, I'll give it a one. Okay. I'll get a one, yeah. I'm, mm, I'm sort of tempted to go three, but I think three is a little strong. I'm gonna go two. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him in the villain, the villain role. So a okay. couple, just throwing out a couple of roles that come to mind. Or well, yeah, looking yeah. as IMDb, um, mm-hmm. Angels and Demons. He was the the uh, priest mm-hmm. or whatever that was angling to become pope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Haywire, I think he was a villain in that movie. Yeah, which no, 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 you probably never saw. But... Never, never even heard of it. Never mind. No. So, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's a um, Soderbergh movie. Soderbergh, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, with uh, Gina Carano. That's a fun action movie. Okay. So, yeah. Right. Next, all you know about the movie is it's a really long movie title, and there's like maybe one or two made-up words uh, in it. It's like I mean, it's like an absurdly <laughs> long, you know, like like. Um, the like Doctor Strange Love. Right. The assassination like, like of uh, Jesse James uh, by the coward Robert Ford. Yeah. Just like yeah. unnecessarily long title. Uh, you know so, what? I, I, I'm in on, on absurdly long titles. <laughs> I really am. Like three? Doctor, I, I'm not going to go three. But I'm going to go solid two. Solid two. Okay. Yeah. Chris? Zero. Zero. Okay. Um, I, I'm a minus one. Come on, just 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 make it brief. Come on, it's ridiculous. Just what are you what are you trying to do here? Greg birds likes of brevity. Give, birds me, give, of me, prey. give me one name titles. Call it birds of prey or call it Harley Quinn. Either either. Just one. call it just call it birds. Right. Fantabulous emancipation. I mean, come on, come on. I, it's it's a little too cute by half, but I, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> okay. Uh, next. Uh, an all-female hero group. All you know is it's a movie, like an action movie, and it features a 100% female uh, trio, like Charlie's Angels, for example. See or don't see? Oh, we call them Charlie's Angels superheroes now? No, I didn't say superheroes. I, oh, said, okay. I said heroes. I said, I said. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a zero. Okay. Wow. You're terrible. <laughs> it Chris, doesn't move the needle for me one way or the other. You're no, you're no supporter of women. <laughs> I'm a full-throated three. <laughs> I, I support female projects. Wow. Somebody's got a reputation to Wait, maintain. D- did Elizabeth Warren just go uh, answer that for you? I didn't, wasn't sure. Uh, <laughs> um, are you three? Are you sticking with three? Uh, a, a three as long as Cynthia Revo is not in the movie. <laughs> so as long that- as what? Cynthia Revo is not in the movie. So, like that movie that she did, no, Widows. No, like no, Revo is not in or not in. That's it. It's all uh, you know. Is it's all female. All right. Well, I'll I'll go three and then I'll. Oh, you know, you brought in, up window, Widows. That might bump me up to a one. <laughs> Are you changing your answer? No, I'm going to stay with yeah. zero. I'm a zero as well. Okay. 
Um, next, all you know is there's a lot of hot topic wardrobes going on in this movie. It, it's, <laughs> it's very colorful. So it's, it's sponsored very, by Hot Topic. Basically, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. See or don't see? Uh, I'm a negative three on that. Negative three. Okay. <laughs> Never a fan of Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me, me too. Negative three. Negative three is all around. Okay. Uh, last but not least, uh, all you know is someone is talking in a really thick Brooklyn accent the entire movie. The, the lead character is talking in a really thick Brooklyn accent. Uh, you don't know who it is. You don't know. You don't know it's Harley Quinn. It could be anybody, male, female type of movie. That's all you know. See or don't see. Okay. Um, Zero. Zero. Chris. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm probably a zero. That, I have no interest in Brooklyn accents. I have a very strong minus two on that one. <laughs> very strong minus Greg two. Greg hates Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. Brooklyn accents, Boston accents. With, like their, with their brownstones and their gentrification <laughs> and their hipsters. That's right. Okay. Well, that's uh, actually more Harlem than Brooklyn, but anyway. Uh, according to Wikipedia, she has a Brooklyn accent. Um, okay, Ken, you have a score of five over seven categories. Okay, Chris, also a score of five over seven categories. Because I, I support women, that's brought, that's what brought me up. <laughs> I have a score of zero over seven categories. So you both are going to see this movie, and uh, maybe that opening weekend. And uh, I uh, am not. I am perfectly neutral. All right. Uh, okay. Bonus questions. I have two. So get so for those joining first time, so so see don't see deals with factors that are actually in the movie. Bonus questions are like what if questions and how that changes your interest. First bonus question: If the Joker were involved in this movie, does that change your interest in it? Honestly, it would depend on who the Joker is. <laughs> if it's if it's Jared Leto, I am all the way out. <laughs> Walking <laughs> Phoenix, Walking Phoenix. I'm, I'm mm, slightly more, <laughs> slightly more in, but okay. my eyebrow is raised, and my, <laughs> and my, my, uh, my guard is up. <laughs> okay, Chris. Uh, I feel exactly the same way. If it's, uh, I, I think any any project that allows Jared Leto's Joker to still be somehow in <laughs> yeah. existence, I'm against. Uh, so the fact that this one. You know, the next Suicide Squad, I don't like any of it. So, there you go. We are in agreement. Okay. Second bonus question. What if... Boy. This movie had the exact same story, script, and plot as the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, but it was Harley Quinn instead of Joker. Hmm. And so, let's let's pretend the Joker movie didn't exist. So, let's just... That didn't, didn't happen, wasn't released... So instead of Joker, it was Harley. It's Harley, right? It's Harley. So we get like a Harley Quinn origin story. Correct, but it's it's the same type. The problem, but the problem is, is that the Joker is directly tied to Harley Quinn's origins. So we would get the Joker. We would get Jared Leto's. Oh, you really think they care? You you really think they give you know what? I mean, they could bring in they could bring in a Joker character at the end or something. I mean, that's no. They they would tease him as being like secretly is it is it Joker or is it actually Batman? (laughs) Right. Right. Jeez. I mean, like they made up Joker's origin story. I mean, Joker didn't have. I mean, essentially, didn't have an origin story. So just go, go with me. Go run with me on this. I can't. <laughs> you're you're breaking canon. I can't. I can't. Oh, oh, oh my god! God forbid. Greg, you're going to a place I can't follow. <laughs> right. So, uh, but you, I mean, you tweak the story to fit Harley Quinn. She's still a psychologist. Honest- 
Like she's Honestly, still a doctor, I, she's yeah. still that, but she breaks she breaks still goes bad at the end. Yes. I, I have zero interest zero interest in a Harley Quinn origin story. She's much more compelling as a character in the post sense. Like like she doesn't have a compelling origin story. That's so yeah. Yeah. I, and, I agree. and you can't really invent one. So it, it, I oh could, my god, why can you invent one? It's the movies. They reinvent it all the time. For all these characters. Yeah, but it'd be it, it, the problem with say so that you can invent a, you can invent an origin story for the Joker because no one really knows the origins of the Joker that was never established. Period. Um, the Joker Harley much Quinn more has a very oh who's... sure, but like you could you could I mean like I said you know you could create anything you want for the Joker because there's nothing that's like set in stone with Harley Quinn you've already got a, a set in stone origin story yeah so to deviate from that in in a in a complete one eighty way would be like uh, okay i guess like the thing i will say for greg like comic books they do change characters origin stories all the time all the time i mean look at look at at marvel's like ultimate series versus the series that preceded it listen i don't read comics (laughs) (laughs) by the way you should have you should have totally done like a Pushing up well, the actually, in that last sentence. Well, well actually, I, I was. We're, just see it. we're not. We're not video chatting. We're just doing audio. But if if that Joker movie is centered around a female instead of male, you do get rid of all of this. Oh, the movie's glorifying incels. It's glorifying, you know, white male violence. Whatever. It's interesting what the reception would be if it was like a white woman. A woman. I'm just saying, woman. What if she Go- were a black woman? <laughs> oh <laughs> lord! <laughs> right, but a woman. Like I think seeing like you've talked about before. Like you didn't think the Joker was a particularly original tale because we've seen that in different non-comic book you know forms. Yeah, fight club. <clears throat> right, right. But we haven't really seen that from. A, we haven't really seen Taxi a woman. <clears throat> Right, so we haven't really seen a woman go through that journey either. And that could have been kind of fresh, depending on the kind of take on it. So I don't know. I mean, I, I would rather see that than whatever this is going to be. You know, this this Birds Actually, of Prey movie. Didn't, didn't we? Wasn't it that Jodie Foster movie where like her? Oh, here we go. Actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boys here. To correct. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want no, what, what was that? What was that Jodie Foster movie where like her her boyfriend got killed and she became like a vigilante or something? Yeah, that's not psych. I mean, that's not psych. I mean, that's a revenge. That's a Jodie Foster movie. There's a there's yeah, a Jodie Foster movie from like the mid two thousands. Yeah, but that's just like a that's a standard revenge movie. Yeah. That's that's not this. I mean, that's not what. That's like, what was that Jennifer Garner or not Jennifer Sally Field? Like an eye for an eye. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's keep herself and kill her daughter. It was a Sigourney like Weaver movie too with like Ben Kingsley. Oh, 90s? copycat! Wasn't it copycat? Maybe. Like, sure. Harry Connick Jr. is a kid. And we're going off on a quite. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, really. really. <laughs> let's, okay. let's reel it back. All right. So neither of you are interested. I am very interested. That would raise my interest in uh, in a Harley Quinn Joker origin style movie. Okay. Uh, let's get to some predictions. So we don't have Rotten Tomato score yet. So we're going to make Rotten Tomato predictions and box office predictions. We're going to make Rotten Tomato predictions first. Uh, we will say, so there has been, they've had their oh, premiere, and the reactions we have to take with uh, dumpsterfuls of salt. Uh, generally positive. I wouldn't say they're gushing, but the people seem to like the energy of it. Um, they're praising Harley Quinn and Huntress, I believe, uh, their, that specific performance, uh, as well as some love for Ewan McGregor. 
But again, take that. It's, you know, they love Superman versus Batman too. And, you know, that opened to a 30% Rotten Tomato. Uh, we'll start with, uh, we'll start with Chris. Give us your Rotten Tomato prediction for Birds of Prey. Uh, I'm going to, <clears throat> I'm going to give it, I'll give it a 58. 58%. It falls just underneath being fresh. Okay. Ken? Oh, uh, that's actually a really good line. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say 63. 63. Um, I'm I'm going lower than both of you. Um, I just find it hard to believe that the critics are generally going to like a movie like this, what's sort of trying to be, unless Margot Robbie just kind of steals the show. Um, My instinct was like 40, low 40s, so I'm going to go 42%. Worth noting, Suicide Squad was 27%. Right. So right. if it's if it's up where Gray, uh, where Chris and I are, that's a significant upgrade. That is a huge win. Huge <clears> win. <throat> okay. So time for box. your cap, maybe Greg. Right. Box office predictions. All right. So tracking on this is all over the place. So the general range is like around fifty million dollars. Um, I saw one. I saw one report that indicated that this is going to like beat. Uh, tracking it could open the low 60s i saw another one that is suggesting that this could like serious level bomb like based mm. on what he's seeing in certain terms of the fandango early buying habits like you know he didn't give a precise number but he's talking about like charlie's angels level oh, <laughs> bomb, oh, which wow. I think that was like 10 million uh i i i would be absolutely utterly shocked if it was 10 but you know i maybe 20 or so so the official is around 50. The range is like, I would say, 30 to 60 in, in the realm. So we'll start with Ken. What is your box? Uh, well, what, was, what did you say the range was again? So the, the formal tracking is around 50, is around 50 to 60. Like it's mm. kind of low 50s. Uh, there's okay. Boxoffice.com gonna... is between 40 and 60. Yeah. And there's a couple of reports that this could go even lower than that. So I'm going to, I'm going to say a little on the lower end. I'm going to say 47 and a half. 47 and a half. Okay. Chris. Um, I'm gonna go lower. I think I think you're looking. I'll I'll do exactly ten million less. So thirty-seven million. <laughs> yeah, real real uh, lover. Uh, you really stand up for women, Chris. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm proud of that they're making. I, I'm glad they're doing this thing. I just oh oh, you're predicting. Really well. Your prediction is that you, is a condemnation of the men that won't go to see it. I get you. exactly. I got It's you. both a prediction and a social commentary. I got on, you on on how terrible man is. Uh, but yeah, who do we think I, the audi- I, Who do you think the audience is for this movie? Uh, beats me. DC, <laughs> DC, like a, a DC fans, maybe. I mean, sure. I <laughs> people like is. I mean. There's no carryover from Joker, right? I mean, it's because no. obviously Harley Quinn and Joker are, you know, uh, related. Now, that's what I'm sort of struggling with. I, I'm not really sure. I don't have a sense. Like, obviously, Suicide Squad did really well in the box office, but was panned critically. I don't have a sense of whether like the Everyman likes Suicide Squad or not. And I have a feeling if you really liked it, you're going to go out and see this. But I just don't know how many they were. Um, for that movie. So I'm going to go low as well. Um, 
I, I'm struggling to see this at 40. Uh, I think I'm going low 30s. I'm going to go into both of you. I, I'm, I'm, let's go 33. Let's go 33 million uh, for this. Hmm. Interesting. To, I don't remember a big movie like this opening Oscars weekend. Do you guys? Yeah, that's kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I know every every weekend pretty much is now fair game uh, yeah. for big releases now. But I mean, uh, you were talking about the the you know, Suicide Squad audience. Um, that was that did three twenty five total, right? And one thirty three opening weekend, I believe. Right, right, correct. Yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. I mean, if we're going below, if you if you're both going below forty million, that's that's like a third of, mm-hmm. not even a third of of the opening weekend for that. Well, and if Chris and I are right, then uh, get ready for another round of people don't like seeing movies because it's women. Everyone's misogynist, like we saw for Charlie's, <laughs> like we heard for Charlie's Angels, you know, when that bombed uh, below ten million. So, get ready for end of that. Okay. Well, uh, that wraps up the box office preview portion of this. Again, we are going to make our Oscar King predictions uh, right after this. Let's talk about Stage the Change. Stage the Change is a nonprofit uh, theater organization. Their mission is to help students become global citizens through creativity and performance and to provide communities with inspirational original performance, which serves as a catalyst for change. Uh, they hold a once a year um, convention in summer of t- 2020. To find out more, go to stagethechange.org. That's stagethechange.org. Now, time for the Oscar. King picks. Okay, so this is our this is the second time we're doing this on the podcast. Uh, we've done this for a number of years now, um, you know, off off pod and uh, and I, have we ever kept track of who's been the Oscar King the most? The no, years? we probably should have. We'll probably yeah. say I was. <laughs> right, right. So Do we we're... know who won last year. No, I don't. No, it wasn't me. I, it wasn't me. I remember that. So it was one of you. Probably you, Ken. I think it was me. Yeah. So before we get into picks, so just a little brief, uh, so a brief observation or just a retelling. So a lot of people don't, uh, especially the casual fans, don't realize that the Oscars aren't the only awards show going on. It's actually kind of the last um, show. Uh, so there's been a number of award shows happening before this. So people can get a pretty good read on who's the other favorite based on who's won before. And we've had the most recently we've had the BAFTA awards, which is the British Academy film awards and not a lot of surprises in terms of who's won here. Um, So we've had 1917 won a bunch of awards, Uh, 1971 best picture, Sam Mendes won for best director, Uh, Brad Pitt won for best supporting actor uh, Renee Zellweger won for best. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, best supporting actor. Renee Zellweger won for best actress. Joaquin Phoenix won for best actor, and Laura Dern won for uh, for best supporting actress. So all of them were the favorites. Uh, no real surprises there. Uh, Sam Mendes also won the DGAs for best director. Um, so, so that's what the that's what. So most of those categories again, the Oscars doesn't follow. Um, they don't always follow some of the early award shows that happen. There are surprises that happen here and there. I think even last year, uh, Glenn Close won, I think, every award show uh, for Best Actress, but then she lost um, you know, at the Oscars. So surprises do happen. But um, 1917, I think, is the favorite uh, for Best Picture and Best Director going in. Um, I think Looming for Best 
for Best Picture is Parasite, uh, as well as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, unfortunately, I think the last time we were on the pod, we were all kind of thinking that this could be a Quentin Tarantino year, the year the Academy recognizes that. That's not particularly reflective in the awards so far. Um, no. But So it would be a pretty big surprise if that turned out to be the case. Uh, guys, any read on uh, what's happened in the award show heading up to the Oscars? Any any t- other takeaways you have? I mean, for me, it's that everything is kind of solidified and there doesn't seem to be much movement or or you know suspense in in any of the major categories at this point right they they all seem to have just like it's kind of a foregone conclusion at this point which is kind of a bummer chris do you see any major category where there could be a change like an upset where you know again what happened with glenn close you know where she won all the awards before and then someone else yeah i mean i think that because of that happened i think Anything could happen, you know. That I, I I don't think that there's. Well, what a political answer that is. I know, <laughs> I know, because that. Ha- I mean, I, I think there will be a couple surprises. Um, yeah. Did, did I just Johnson think, write that? Or was that? I think I just think that uh, you, you, you know, never studied. <laughs> you know, Glenn Close's loss uh, opened the door that showed. But it's it's not like Olivia continuing. Coleman came out of nowhere last no, year. No, but no like... one no between all of the nominees, she was probably the third going in. You know, the third or fourth person that we thought would win this award um, over Glenn Close. So no, she was. It was. Listen, it was I know you. You, I know, were like. <laughs> After it was you saw the be favorite, you were like, Mister. I was, you know, Olivia Coleman fan from day one. Uh, I was, I was with her at in Church and Hot Fuzz. <laughs> I want all Hot Fuzz for sure. Yeah, Broad Church, yes. Keep going. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, I was, I, I was a president of her fan club before any of you knew who she was. I think, I think I picked Olivia Coleman in the Oscar King I podcast. Too, I think. Yeah. I have to go back and listen to that. But yeah, anyway. All right, gentlemen, are you ready to unveil your Oscar King picks? Yes. Okay. Uh, we're going to rip through some of the uh, the more obscure ones and maybe spend a little bit more time on the major ones. Okay, we're going to start with animated short film. Animated short film. Uh, do you have your picks ready, guys? Yes. Uh, I and- do. Best animated short. I'm yep. going with Hair Love. Okay, Chris. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the Asians and go with Sister. Sister. Okay, I'm going with Hair Love as well. Okay, best animated feature. This is where How to Train Your Dragon, Toy Story Four, Klaus, Missing Link, I Lost My Body. Ken. Uh, Toy Story Four. Chris. Um, I will go with Toy Story Four as well. I'm gonna go with Klaus. Klaus. I'm gonna go with here. Next right. category: foreign language film. This is Parasite, Pain and Glory, Les Mis, Honeyland, Corpus Christi. Ken. Parasite. Chris? Parasite as well. Yep. Parasite across the board. That should be the easiest uh, pick out of all uh, yeah. of all these. Live action short film. Brotherhood, Nefta Football Club, Neighbors Windows, Saria, A Sister. Uh, Brotherhood. Hmm. You already made your pitch, you said. You wrote them down. <laughs> I know, but the fact that you picked—I I also picked Brotherhood—but I'm wondering if I should then go with it. <laughs> no, because this is usually where, like, 
the, the difference in score can happen is, is these minor categories of, of these films we never saw. So I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to say Saria. So this way I can hopefully pick okay. up a point. Uh, brother, I'm going Brotherhood as well. Although you could just as easily have lost a point there. Mm, true. I, think I, I think I gained a point. <laughs> <laughs> Sound editing. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Star Wars. One of the two categories I have absolutely no idea about what they uh, mean. Um, the other one being sound mixing. <laughs> but I'm going to pick the same one for both. I'm going to go with 1917. I'll say 1917 as well. Because I know what goes into sound design. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, I'm going 1917 as well. And, and war films usually dominate this category. Yeah, so. right, right. That sound is mix- the one thing I do. Sound mixing. Uh, 1917. Mm-hmm. I, I will go the same. 1917. Uh, ditto. Production design. Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. 1917. Once Upon a Time. Parasite. Uh, I'm saying Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wait, I'm sorry. What category is this again? Production design. Oh, production design? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, three, uh, all the way across the board. Wow. Once Upon a Time. Uh, best documentary short feature in the absence learning to skateboard life overtakes me st louis superman walk run cha-cha learning to skateboard uh is there a holocaust documentary this year <laughs> <laughs> i think it's walk run cha-cha but uh... is that, is that, is that no, but is, it's uh, not necessarily a holocaust movie but learning to skateboard's full title is learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're oh. a girl yeah. In your girl. Oh, then I'm going to go with learning, learning skateboard. <laughs> learning to skateboard across the board. Okay. Best documentary feature. Uh, this is a cl- potentially close one. American Factory, The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, For Sama, Honeyland. Hmm. Mm, no, no Holocaust one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to. S- mm, <laughs> By the way, fa- I don't want. I don't want people to think that I'm like anti-Holocaust. No. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's like the one thing that always wins these, these right. documentaries. If there's this Holocaust documentary, it will win. But anyway. Uh, I'm going to say American Factory. Uh, I'm going to say The Cave. Mm, okay. Mm. I'm saying American Factory as well. Okay. Best Adapted Screenplay. Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, The Two Popes. Oh, jumping around here. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Little Women. Greta Gerwig gets her Oscar. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. 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 <laughs> Did I say that? Sorry. Gosh. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also say Greta Gerwig. Mm. Little Women? She gets the apology Oscar this year. <laughs> Little I'm Women and Three yeah. Little Women's across the board. Wow. I would right. say, uh, I, from what I've seen, Jojo Rabbit looks like the slight favorite in this category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, best Original Screenplay. Knives Out. Marriage Story. 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Parasite. Um, let me... Do it, Ken. Say it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going with uh, Parasite and Bong Joon-ho. But uh, I... I yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it was it was Tarantino. But go ahead, Parasite. Uh, I swear, if this if if these Koreans didn't make this movie, I would have said Quentin Tarantino as well. Um, 
By the way, what a murderous row of a category. Oh, uh, it's a great category. Yeah, it's a great category. Maybe the best one. I mean, I, I'd be ha- I mean, I'd be kind of happy with it if any of these people won. But I, I, I would I'm too, gonna, yeah. uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna. <laughs> you know what? Parasite's gonna get their foreign language film Oscar, so I'm gonna say Quentin Tarantino. For but this one. but technically, international film goes to the country, not the not the uh, director. That's true. Hmm. But he keeps the Oscar, though, right? South Korea gets the Oscar, <laughs> not the director. You gotta do that to your boy Bong Joon. You know what? I think I think Bong Joon's gonna win another award in the evening. So I'm gonna say Quentin Ooh. Tarantino. I think Quentin Tarantino gets his writing Oscar this year. Okay. All right. So, I'm, sorry. Okay. All right. I'm saying Parasite as well. Oh wow. Two Parasites. One Quentin Tarantino. Makeup and hairstyling. Bong. Uh, bong. Yeah, yeah, bombshell sorry. Joker Judy Maleficent 1917. Uh, bombshell. Bombshell as well. Three bombshells. Maleficent got nominated here. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, whatever. It's a lean year. Yeah, right, right. Best <laughs> costume design Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I always defer to the period piece, so I'm going to say Little Women. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a smart pick. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say Little Women, too. I, I, I was gonna originally going to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but um, I don't think there's enough there. So, yeah. Yeah, if, 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 if it was feeling like QT's year, I would have gone that as well. But again, period pieces usually run this category. It's Little Women. Three Little Women's. Best Cinematography. Irishman, Joker, Lighthouse, 1917, Once Upon a Time. Cinematography, uh, yes. 1917. Mm-hmm. Roger Deakins. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're unzip your pants when this. Uh, <laughs> kind of oh my god! Oh. Accurate. <laughs> I mean, he gets his own C don't see category, whatever movie he's in for for Ken. I mean, where the hell is my sushi? <laughs> um, I'm I'm actually I'm gonna give it to the guy who did Midsummer because he should have been nominated. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna go there. <clears throat> you know what? I I think I think 1917 is a one trick pony, so I'm gonna give it to Robert Richardson for this one. Yes, for, do it because you know for what movie? Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, losing right. a point <clears throat> because uh, yeah. All <laughs> uh, right, I'm going 1917 as well. It's a one trick pony it, for this category. <laughs> for this category. <laughs> <laughs> Best original song. Uh, Ken does have you there, Chris. But uh, best original song: uh, Toy Story Four, Rocket Man, Breakthrough, Frozen Two, Harriet. Uh, uh, I'm going. Really tempting to go with Harriet, just to <laughs> spite Chris. But I'm going I'm to say uh, Rocket Man. Uh, I'm going to go for back to back for Frozen. Okay. And if, if Cynthia Riva wins an Oscar, I will <laughs> swear off watching. You're gonna riot. So I'm gonna I'll I'll start a one man riot. <laughs> I'm I'm also going uh, Rocket Man. Ken and I are it's, in lock, it's, lockstep it's for the most part. Very interesting that uh, when we when we reacted to the Oscar nominations, Chris talked about how the Oscars love them some Elton John, and now when he's actually picking, <laughs> he's going against Elton John. You know what? I'm going to change my vote. No, too uh, late. <laughs> Are you changing it to breakthrough or, or what? Uh, no. I... 
All right, I'll stick. I'm gonna stick with Frozen. Okay. It's yes. Disney Machine. By the way, Chris, you're right. Um, the other Frozen Two song is better than Into the Unknown. The uh, isn't it? Show yourself. Yeah, that's a that's a better song. That's a better song. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I know you've listened to that soundtrack like a hundred times. Um, yeah, more because yeah. of your daughter. But yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. Uh, best original score: Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, uh, Star Wars. Uh, Joker. Mm. You know what? I have this feeling because it's the last one that they're gonna they're gonna give it to John Williams for Star Wars. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna go with John Williams as a as a sentimental. You're probably gonna die soon, so let's give you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I I, it's I the last Star up, Wars movie. I, I put up on the dead montage that they. I mean, aired. how many? Wow. How many more? We're just we're just saving you a spot for the montage, <laughs> Mr. The dude's Williams. beyond eighty. Like he, I mean, how many more does this, does he have in the tank? <laughs> I couldn't even. My word, I couldn't even. I don't. I don't remember a single note from that Star Wars soundtrack, other than the typical stuff. You know, this that's been for all the movies. Um, right. Okay, that's your pick. Yeah, this pick. Okay. All right, I'm the Joker as well. Uh, okay, best film editing. Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Parasite. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Really? Yep. Hmm. Uh, I was I, I was surprised that that 1917 didn't make this list because you know. There's literally like four edits in that movie, and it's it's all like. Because <laughs> it's all made to look like one. Right. Uh, also, I, how how Thelma Shoemaker got nominated for this? Because it's like, what did you leave out of that movie? Like, what did you cut? Because uh, that movie's so freaking long. Uh, I'm gonna say Parasite was this one. So Yang Jin Mo. Okay. Uh, I'm going Ford versus Ferrari as well. Uh, best visual effects: Avengers, Irishman, Lion King, 1917, Star Wars. Uh, I'm gonna say 1917. I will say 1917 as well. Yeah, I really actually... I'm a little surprised Lion King isn't more in the contention for this. Um, I thought the visuals were obviously amazing, uh, but, but, but I gotta go by the numbers, 1917 as well. I mean, he kind of just used the same program he did for Jungle Book, so it wasn't like... Mm. Eh, no, it was that was better than Jungle Book. I, wasn't I, that much. I like, it was Jungle Book was really, really well done. No, it was. It, it was, but I thought that was a step up. Uh, best supporting... Alright, here are the big categories. Best Supporting Actor, Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Pacino, Pesci, Pitt. Uh, Brad Pitt for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Greg. Did I say America? Uh, oh, you no, know. no, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> this guy's got Serge Leone on the brain. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Brad Pitt as well. Three Brad Pitts, Best Supporting Actress, Kathy Bates, Laura Dern, Scarlett. Uh, your favorite, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, Margot Robbie. Uh, my heart says Florence Pugh, but I'm going to say Laura Dern. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Laura Dern, too. Three Laura Derns. Best Actor, Antonio Banderas, Leo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, Joaquin Phoenix, Jonathan Price. Uh, my heart says uh, Adam Driver, but I'm going to say Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I will say Joaquin Phoenix as well. Uh, my heart says Antonio Banderas, but uh, I'm going Joaquin <laughs> as it As it always does. <laughs> <laughs> the, the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> uh, 
Best Actress, Renee Zellweger, Charlie Theron, Saoirse Ronan, Scarlett Johansson again. And last and but last, not least. And last, <laughs> but certainly not least, in the hearts and minds of Onstage Blog, Cynthia Erivo. I cannot <laughs> wait when she loses. I, I can't. That's going to be the happiest moment. Chris doesn't even care about winning or losing the Oscar. <laughs> prediction here. Who do I predict? He, Anybody? Any four of them? That's not Cynthia Revo. There you go. I don't need to win. I just need her to lose. I just need her to lose. Um, uh, it's, I'm saying Renee Zellweger. I hate to say it because I I saw that movie and I didn't think it was great, but yeah, Renee Zellweger. Three Zellweggers across the board. Best Again, you have people missing from that category. So, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. you do. Right. Lupita! Uh, yeah, yeah, she should have. Martin Scorsese, Best Director, Todd Phillips, Sam Mendes, Quentin Tarantino, Bong Joon Ho. I really want Bong Joon Ho to win this, but I think it's going to be Sam Mendes. I think he's got all the momentum. Uh, I'm going to say Bong Joon Ho. I, I really hope you're right. My 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 brother from possibly my mother. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know what? Why not claim it? Right? Hey, hey, <laughs> looks like me. Uh, I'm also going Mendez. Uh, last but not least, best picture: Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I really, 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 really want it to be Parasite. But I also want to win, so I'm going to say 1917. Wow, you're racist. It uh, was my favorite I... <laughs> year. How am I racist? You know, I really want it to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really do. Because um, I've watched that movie 20 times since it came out. It's um, a lot. It's a lot. It's a re- it's an amazingly rewatchable film. It is. For as for as little things happen in that movie, it's it really is rewatchable. Um, uh, mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Parasite. I'm gonna stick mm. with Korean. It's gonna be a well, Korean night. It's I, be like K-pop I, all over the place. I'm going. I'm going Parasite as well. Wow. There you go. All right. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think hope I'm wrong. my my so right so. If this goes like the typical Oscar, it will be 1917. It's you know it's they they they've diversified the voters um, more. They've added more you know, diverse voters to it. Um, I just I have no faith. Got... In the, I have no faith in them to do it. Right? No, no, exactly. I I'm wondering if because there's two things the old guard in Hollywood loves. One is movies about Hollywood. Um, and the second is war movies, you know, as we know. And I'm wondering if that vote could be split between Once Upon yeah. a Time and thing Hollywood. Is, the thing is, Seven. like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, by all counts, is kind of fallen to the to the to the pack, and it's it's a two picture race between Parasite in 1917, and yeah, Parasite has been getting the the actor um, recognitions, right. like it picked up, I think, the SAG. Um, award for best uh, ensemble, or I don't remember what the exact category was, but 1917 has been picking up all the the um, awards recently. Yeah, for... no, I understand. No, 1917 has been winning, and it's <clears throat> it's it's a favorite. Um, I'm just wondering when it comes to the Oscars, and again, the Oscar voting base is different than the, all the other, you know, the, all the others, the BAFTAs and the DGAs and all that. 
just wondering, even if once once upon a time in Hollywood only gets like ten percent of the vote, either that is enough. Like I think there could be a significant enough base behind Parasite to uh, to overcome the even the slightly fractured vote. That's just you know the odds are against it. Although Parasite is not that big um, an underdog. Like I think it's not. Nineteen Seventeen's minus two hundred and Parasite's plus four hundred. I think so. It's you know it's an underdog, but it's not a, certainly not a crazy underdog. And plus four hundred wins quite a bit. Um, so should be interesting. Ken, I think you and I only differ in two categories. Mm. Uh, I think we differ in best best, best animated and... best picture and best animated wow. feature. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay then. <laughs> so it's, it's either you or me. Because. <laughs> Uh, Chris differs from us in <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, at least nine. Wow. <laughs> so Chris is going to fall way behind. He, he's the uh, he's the Ford versus Ferrari of the Oscar <laughs> King picks. Just shaking my shaking my head at you. Do we think I saw? I wanted to ask you guys one thing about uh, 1917. I saw an interesting take, and I don't remember who di- who said this first. So sorry for not giving you credit. That um, we just—it's time to kind of stop doing World War One and maybe even World War Two movies, uh, at least on this scale. It's like we—we've kind of told the story from every possible angle we could possibly tell it, and it's time to sort of World War One yet. What's that? What'd you say, Chris? Oh, I—I'd say we haven't really seen that many like big yeah, World War One movies. Uh, I'm hmm. with Chris. There aren't. I can—I can think of you know. A dozen probably World War Two movies, um, but World War One oh, yeah. doesn't doesn't come. There's not many World War One movies that come to mind. Mm-hmm. So you don't agree. You you want more World War World War One? Actually, I, I, I want I want more War of eighteen twelve movies. That's <laughs> <what I> <laughs> so according to this, I just pulled some Google. Come to think of it, we've only had really one French Indian War movie, uh, uh, Last of the Mohicans. Well, the what, Patri- about, what about the Patriot? No, the Patriot, the Patriot. Has, has oh, definitely... wait, that was the War of eighteen twelve. No, that was the French Indian uh, War. The, the uh, Benjamin Martin fought in the French Indian War. Fra- oh, was, okay. It's yeah. reference. It's reference. Right. Oh, it's a big. No, it's pivotal. It's a crucial oh, yeah. part of the story. I mean, yeah. I always enjoyed watching this. I always enjoyed watching the first half an hour of Last of the Mohicans in like three different history classes in middle school. So that was great. Uh, Is Lawrence yeah. Arabia World War One movie? That's no, a, that's no. that's like Persian. That's no, I, it's not Persian Gulf. It's not Persian Gulf, but that's I, like I've never seen it, so I don't uh, know. Google says uh, it is around World War One, but it takes place in like or is it World Africa, War Two or, or Arabia? Well, it, it takes place. <laughs> Arabia. Warhorse. Warhorse is World War One. That that's World War One. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they shall not grow old. Great, uh, great documentary. Flyboys. Um, wings. That's like one of the very first movies. Oh, 1934 Wings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, uh, first best picture award winner. A very long engagement. I mean, there's definitely been several. Uh, regeneration, but not as memorable, I would say, is is the one. No, I, I I would agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, they're they're apples and oranges, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, it kind of goes back to the old: why aren't movies more diverse? Why aren't more diverse stories being told? Part of the answer to that is, I mean, when you're telling a story about World War One, it can't really be that diverse. <laughs> you right. know, it has to be a certain you know t- type of cast to portray history accurately, and then you do kind of wonder if you know. 
which we've beaten. <laughs> Not those uh, wars are important, but you know, it's uh, are there I'll other stories that can be told more? I'm I'm 100 percent okay with with World War One and World War Two and Civil War movies having a lack of diversity. It's it's okay. You don't need to find <laughs> right. a loophole where you can explain an Asian being. No, in the no, world. no, and you shouldn't. But the point is, like, if those are the stories you're constantly telling, then you you can't have a diverse. Right. You know, yeah. It's, you know. Right. Uh, well, I mean, also, yeah. it, kind of changing gears here. I, I think it is. Even though it may not win, it's it's quite the accomplishment that, by all accounts, like. Parasite is is either first or second in this race for best picture. Mm. Um, it's it's very rare that you get the foreign language film that is you know a front runner uh, in the best picture category. Right. Right. So I think that's I think that's really great. Yeah. Me too. All right. Let's wrap this up. We're going to do uh, a brand new um, little mini competition that we're unveiling on this podcast. So Ken Christen and I, we're each going to pick three movies, any three movies that came out in 2019, we're going to pick it in a snake draft style like you would in fantasy football, uh, where, well, you'll see how, how we pick it. And whoever has the most Oscar wins out of the three movies we picks uh, wins the competition. Uh, so we pick the order before the podcast. Ken will pick first, Chris will pick second, and then I'll pick third. And then we'll wrap, we'll loop around. So I'll have the next, I'll have the third and fourth pick. Then Chris will have the fifth, and then Ken will have the sixth and seventh pick, and then Chris will have the eighth and I'll have the ninth. So, gentlemen, are you clear on the rules? Yes. I think so. <laughs> All right, Ken. All uh, right, so I'm going to pick uh, 1917. Okay. Chris, I'll pick Parasite. Okay. So. I was worried you two were going to pick those two movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to... There's a couple angles I could go. I'm going to... I'm going to go... All right, so I have two movies I have to pick. So I'm going to... My first one's going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And... I'm so happy I didn't say Once Upon a Time in America because then I would have been, been stuck with that. You should have. <laughs> <laughs> and for my second pick, so I got to try and so I could either go safe or I could like shoot for the moon and like because Joker has like love and noms, but yeah, we're thinking maybe two probably, but there's a chance maybe it gets a couple more. Um, uh, was Parasite already taken? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go... It's going to be heavily... Klaus? In. Can I go Klaus? Uh, <laughs> you want. No, 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 no. Oh, God. No, no, no. Leave, leave all this in. I want lots of dead oh, air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm 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 gonna go the Joker. I'm just I'm gonna go Joker. It's gonna get at least two, and who knows, maybe it gets a few more. All right, Chris, go ahead. Oh, all right. I'm trying to think here. Um, you know what? I think I think this might be. A, damn it! At least one. Um, I'm gonna go Little Women. Mm. That's what I was, it was. Joker, Little Women. That was my. Mm. I think that's the right pick. Ken? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, hmm. 
Well, so I got two here, right? Yeah. Crap. <laughs> uh, so, I'll, uh, okay, then I will take Marriage Story. Okay. And is there another one that could nab like <laughs> two? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Right. At this point, you're you're you all make sure you get one that's. I should probably just play it safe and get one that I'm guaranteed of getting at least one, one uh, Oscar out of. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, what are you to skateboard in the war zone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, with my last pick, as I look through the list. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm gonna go with uh, Judy. <laughs> Judy, okay, going for the going for the lock. Right. Okay. Um... Also was... kind of in the same predicament of trying to pick one that I think we're guaranteed at least one, but I think right. all the guarantees are kind of up. Um, sure as hell not going to pick Harriet. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I really want to say Peter Rabbit, but I don't think it's going to get anything. Um, mm. You know what? I'm going to say Bombshell. Yeah. I'll say Bombshell. Okay. I, I think it gets hair and makeup. So yeah, I think that my last pick. Just want to check one more thing. I'm gonna go with Ford versus Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari is my last pick. Mm-hmm. All right, Ken's roster: 1917, Marriage Story, and Judy. Chris's roster: Parasite, uh, Little Women, Bombshell. I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, and Ford versus Ferrari. And the winner will be not the Oscar King, but will be uh, I don't know. The Oscar, some, the Oscar Prince, or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any last thoughts on the Oscars, gentlemen? Go Parasite. <laughs> Indeed. So uh, I think at least Ken and I will be live tweeting the Oscars. Uh, Chris, will you be joining us, or are you going to stick to Facebook? Uh, um, your... <laughs> I will stick to Facebook, probably. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's your, that's your safe spot. That's your, uh, you know, that's your... Uh, that's, that's your home. So yeah, Kevin and I live tweet the Oscars. Uh, feel free to join us there. Look for the hashtag uh, onstage bop and hashtag Oscars, and we'll announce uh, oh, we'll announce should, that. Yes, should one, should one of us be live tweeting uh, on the um, onstage bop? Uh, absolutely. Twitter handle. Uh, absolutely Good. yes. And uh, yeah, so look for that. Go look for a Twitter handle at onstage bop if you're not following us. Uh, please do. Uh, if you have questions about uh, this uh, related to this podcast that you want to hear us answer, maybe even over Twitter, uh, you can email us at onstagebop at gmail.com. Or you can, of course, tweet at us. If you could tweet any questions, uh, we'll be happy to uh, answer them. Uh, so tweet at us. You can follow us on Facebook. Uh, and, Chris, you'll be posting on, you'll be posting on Facebook your, your thoughts and reactions to it as, it's, as it's happening. Indeed. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we got to plug? Chris, what's going on with Onstage Blog? Um, just a lot. A lot of, uh, this is kind of the, the start of the season where a lot of shows are starting to open up and the Tony start heating up. So we'll be covering a lot of that. Also going to be doing some new podcasts coming up. So definitely look out for those. Mm, um, by the way, by the way, we were very happy to make the cut. We, we had, uh, 
12 podcasts on the Onstage Blog Podcast Network, and it got cut down to three, and we made the cut. So It was uh, definitely a Black Monday. <laughs> it was Monday a bloodletting. Yeah, it was like Sheesh. a, we're not doing this anymore type of deal. And, and and to be quite frank, this podcast is also on the chopping block. But <laughs> hey, now. Let's, let's be honest. No, <laughs> no it, it honestly, I cut the ones that, that weren't consistently doing them on a, uh, a consistent basis. So, um, yeah. That's that's that was my biggest reason, and then some of them just weren't getting the ratings. We so promise we'll make fun of Cynthia. We'll, we'll, we promise to make fun of Cynthia Revo more on the podcast. How about Please, yes. Okay. Gotta hit those metrics. <laughs> gotta hit those metrics. Gotta get those numbers. Uh, Ken, what do you yeah. got? Uh, yeah, I'll probably on. be going to see uh, Birds of Prey this weekend, so I'll give a review for that. Okay. Um, oh, you're, you're gonna you're gonna write something <laughs> for the blog this week? <laughs> that's gonna happen. <laughs> Is that going to happen? Because well, you haven't done it since early Je- December. That's not true. Is uh, it? <laughs> you didn't. You didn't write a single article in the month of January. That's not true. You, you did, didn't do any you did, Oscars. You didn't do any Oscars. You did the top. You did the top hundred films of 2010 on December 31st, and then nothing from you since. Wow. You're a jerk. <laughs> Ken, you know the Oscars are like next week, right? You haven't written that. It's a the Sunday. Single thing. You know, right. you know. Did you ever hey, a single I'm, thing about the Oscars? Ken, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm paying you for this stuff. Do <laughs> <laughs> like, you like it here? It's a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the single biggest event of, of film criticism is the Oscars, and, and you got uh, nothing. Wow. I'll, I'll have something. <laughs> oh wow! I hope so. You're too busy prepping for the Oscar King. I think that was the. Uh, I think that was the, the problem here. Okay, all right, so we may have something on Birds of Prey, Very, all right, and, uh, and maybe something on the Oscars, okay? All right, so we will, um, we will not be back next week. I think we may be Wait back. Minute, in... What have you got, Greg? <laughs> look, I am a podcast extraordinaire. Look, like, I got podcast extraordinaire. I, this is this producing, <laughs> never mind, I'm not producing. producing this podcast. Doing all the prep work and the agendas for this podcast is a lot of work, okay? Uh-huh. Um, so those editing. I have schedules to set. (laughs) We will be back uh, probably in two weeks. um, And we'll be back on a full-time schedule. uh, Maybe, actually, probably full every week, probably in May. And then we'll be back here and there from uh, between between now and and through the end of April. But I think we'll be back for The Invisible Man uh, in a couple weeks. Looking forward to breaking that down. And uh, we may play around with a couple different uh, formats as we... uh, as we go through the screen, maybe do a couple uh, couple different new things. We are looking for uh, we have some guests uh, for future box office previews coming up, so stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be an exciting year of 2020, and uh, we'll see what happens at the Oscars. So um, let's see. So again, we'll be back in two weeks. Chris, thanks for thanks for joining us as always. Thank you. And... Has your sushi arrived yet? No. <laughs> wow. And I'm freaking out because the, the the restaurant is now closed. So I'm wondering if they're oh going to do oh, man. my delivery on like their way home. Letting people behind the curtain a little bit here. No, no wonder uh, you made the picks you did. You're so hangry. You couldn't even think straight. Uh, I mean, Fire Hibachi, my next podcast, is going to be devoted to you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So uh, if you're going to see Birds of Prey this weekend, uh, enjoy and let us know what you think. And uh, join us on Twitter or Facebook uh, to talk about the Oscars this Sunday. Uh, so for Ken Jones and Chris Peterson, this is Greg Earhart. We will see you in a couple weeks for the Box Office Preview Podcast. Adios.
uh, that wraps up the box office preview portion of this. Again, we are going to make our Oscar King predictions uh, right after this. I don't know if we're doing a commercial break. Are we doing something? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if you were going to... Read some I, coffee I mean, just don't, now. Don't like, get me wrong. That was a great segue <laughs> thank into you, a, thank into you. an ad. I, I, like, just, don't, I just don't know if we this. have an ad. I can do an ad. I can do an ad. <laughs> you know what's hilarious is, and we can cut this part out, but you know what's hilarious is that uh, Iowa promised results by 5 p.m. And it's yeah. 9 p.m. And we still don't know when this thing. Uh, like maybe maybe we shouldn't let Iowa be first in the nation. Anymore. Oh my god! Why? I know. Well, just rotate the states. Connecticut can be first. You know, Florida make Florida first. Or just make everything a primary. Just like the Seriously, caucus. Is so no dumb. caucuses. Right. Right. Just get rid it's of the so caucus. Dumb. It's dumb. The caucus is the type of thing that like you do in backcountry Maine, not like you no, know. We study. don't even do caucuses. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, what's, well, you know, they, what do they do? Just count livestock? You move the livestock from one end of the farm to well, the other? you stop counting livestock in 1895, okay? Come you, on. throw, you throw a woman into the, the water and she, she floats. <laughs> she, if she's lighter, Actually, if she's lighter no, than we... a chick. <laughs> if she's lighter than a duck, she's a witch. And we go, we, we vote for Klobuchar. Uh Right, I'm ready. No, I'm ready. You, you, do have, you do have to bring a lobster to your local precinct. That's though. right. <laughs> that's, that's your ID. That's yes, right. It is. Actually, you have to use the lobster claw to cast your ballot. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's it's a punch. It's like a punch ballot instead of like oh, a you know God. fill in the circle. <laughs> so, is your food here too, Chris? Or is that? Is that I'm a, still waiting for it. Actually, I'm kind of wondering where my food is right now because it, afraid, it has I'm not arrived to, yet. I'm afraid to start this back up because as soon as we do, like the food will arrive. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be here at nine oh five, and it hasn't uh, even arrived yet. So, Mm. okay, time out. Yes. Can can you not keep track of these? What the typing? Pounding of the keyboard. I swear to God, I'm doing (laughs) this as light as I can. I'm sure, but it's it's coming through on the audio. That's crazy. So just everybody, write down your your picks. I can't. I, I Hold Just, on. I'm, let me be Greg for a second. Wait. What I, was that? I am doing this so lightly. I No, I really. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, fine. Uh, fine. So just, we'll, we'll just you know, you it. you and our friend Forrest should do a podcast because <laughs> it would be you banging on the typewriter and him eating I'm potato not, chips. I'm not <laughs> Right. Greatest podcast ever. <laughs> right. okay. Put this in the outtakes. Would that podcast be called Bangers and Mash? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it, Mr. Puns. 